online via thecomicden.com, episode 33 of the Anime Roundtable is now on the air for Thursday night, November 22nd, 2007. Good evening from Toronto, I'm Mike Nicholas. Up for discussion tonight, we wanted to talk about the relationship between foreigners in Japan and the Japanese people themselves. This in light of some Halloween subway incidents. Then coming back to anime, we'll go to the latest salvos in the downloading issue and talk about the latest in anime merchandising, with other uses likely in mind. It's all coming up next. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Comic Den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and moral language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. I don't think it'll end well. Well, no, no. going up to any politician using the word sodomy is usually not going to end well. Or, or probably end in a, some sort of trial. You know, or, yeah, in trials, yeah. anywhere in court with police, it, it, unless you are literally describing the crime. You know what was funny, though? I was... I was looking online, and you can tell that it's heating up for the presidential races because um, they're talking about video game ratings all over again because Clinton, Lieberman, mm-hmm. all of them are on it again. And I just shake my head. They're talking about now the Wemo and saying, oh, my God, we need to do different ratings for it because the kid could be learning how to kill from waving the Wemo around. Okay, but this is, this is back to the Grand Theft Auto debate. If you honestly think you're going to commit crimes by running up to a car and pressing enter, <laughs> you, know, you can't commit a crime by going like this. <laughs> or, just, or just opening the door and throwing it out. Well, right? Kind of right? Like, you can't just... Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's not a crime. You yeah, know what? And Adam's like... Po- uh, like uh, uh, waving his hands as if he's holding. Oh, I presume you started the recording then. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, quickly, since uh, we, <laughs> since on the topic of the uh, U.S. Uh, presidential elections, or specifically something American, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners out there, uh, whatever number there are out there. Uh, so uh, yeah, Thursday, Thursday now. Uh, we're taping on Thursday. Thanksgiving there is today. today. It's today. Black Friday. Black Friday, the uh, single busiest shopping day of the... uh, I have a comment about this one. Oh, hit hit it. Okay. Black Friday is an American thing. Mm -hmm. Canadians, stop frigging asking if people are putting things on sale. It is not a holiday here. The fact that corporations may be American does not mean that they are selling stuff at a discounted rate. Stop expecting it. If you really want the sale price, drive to Buffalo. Although, did that, someone actually ask you that? Yes! Oh. Now, admittedly, this is partly because Apple really does put the Black yeah, Friday. Yeah, they, oh, they do? Oh, okay. I was about to say I got an email from them saying visit us on Friday. But, so the Black Friday price, their ultimate sale price, is the educational price. Hmm. It's the same price I sell at every day. Are they, uh, are they uh, offering that for iPods? There is no educational price on iPods. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> it's not an educational <laughs> tool. <laughs> Remember this guy? No, no, you're right. <laughs> so it's, you know, oh, yeah, go ahead, line up. Go line up at the at the one of the three Apple stores in Toronto to get your pricing. Go ahead. I, instead, will relax here and buy my stuff in relative peace on any other day of the year. No. The same price. Actually, no, what you mean to say is you'll wait till Boxing Day, and then you'll do uh, it. I think you'll keep it. Well, they're, uh, they're I'll, Black I'll just Friday. buy it at whatever price I buy it at. <laughs> their Black Friday, yeah. I consider, is our Boxing Day. That's what yeah, I consider. Yeah, basically. Basically. Anyway. um, to Boxing Day, you at least, you know, get off work. True. <laughs> no, don't they get off work? Um, most of them depends. get the work off. Depends it on, depends, it depends on, on the on co- company, but most of them usually do. And it depends on your line of work. I, I can relate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so four around the table, and it's pretty much our normal cast uh, for f- when we do fours. Um, yours truly, Mike Nicholas. Uh, to my left, James Austin. Straight ahead of me, Adam Grant. To my right, Angela Jordan. Basically, the crew we've heard we've heard from for most of this uh, term. But, Don't you mean season? Well, it's, uh, most of the season, season to this point, term. whatever. Mm-hmm. We're I mean we're nearing we're nearing the halfway point of the season because uh, next week is our last show before Christmas, I think. Or for the mm-hmm. Christmas holiday. Yeah, unless you want to have another one sometime. Something like that. Uh, sure, I would. But, um, you know, like b- during the exams or s- during the exam season or something? Eh, I don't know. During the exam season h- up here at York? As a non-student, I'm not bothered by this in the slightest. <laughs> or maybe well, we, could, we could do a special Comic Den episode. Who well, knows? yeah, actually, well, we might. We, we might could do it do in that. a bar. 
<laughs> that would be <laughs> the ambient noise would be I interesting. I am just full of ideas. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we, we don't make it in a bar. That'd be even better. <laughs> if it's I'm not a coming. <laughs> stripper establishment, then maybe. No, this is equal opportunity. You know, <laughs> so I like, am willing to get just as naked as I expect others to. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing these pictures from the uh, in, from the subway incident, uh, no. oh, oh, um. <laughs> I'll, I'll, and uh, we can do it in a bar or at Anime North. It really won't make much of a difference <laughs> when that comes. There's a lot of noise. That, there's right? a lot of booze. There's a lot of crazy crap. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, where do we start? Oh, uh, by the way, how was the drive up, uh, James? Oh man. I mean, I, I, I rant last week about the drive up last week. The first snowflake about hits. About the drive up. And everyone drives like an idiot. I swear, it's like, and then we had the accident on both accident, sides yeah. of the 400. The main, so it just one of the final mess. main highways uh, coming up here to York University is like coming up northbound on the 400, which is uh, it's a major artery. It's a major artery in the in Toronto, and just before one o'clock, there were two separate accidents on both sides of this of the main street where on the street most people coming to York University would get off on, and. Uh, uh, yeah, get off on. Uh, and then the and um, apparently there was sadly uh, I think one one truck driver died when uh, got, yeah got it was definitely I think the northbound yeah it was in the northbound mm-hmm. both oh. were in the, I believe in the northbound so and then there was another accident in southbound I heard oh really okay maybe I heard oh, that was one. on, on four hundred seven and seven I don't mm-hmm. know if that was going that to was number south. seven I think yeah. yeah the truck incident happened uh, pat just around Finch which is one of those yeah, yeah they closed off the stop. Finch one I remember yeah and I tried to come up. And I tried to come up, and, um, like, here's the deal. And, you know, obviously, it would, uh, you, uh, if you were coming up, you probably should have avoided that and tried another way. The other way was much better. That was Keel Street, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, York University is located at the, pretty much at the corner, give or take, uh, of Keel and Steels. Keel yeah. Finch, Steels, and, and Jane. Keel Finch, Steels, Jane, whatever. This rectangle. Either that, or you could have just bought a transponder and taken the 407. Yes. <laughs> Well, it, you know, I, yeah, but coming up from if you're taking the 401 anyway, getting up to the 407 is a pain in the ass. Well, see, for me, where I was coming from, it yeah, was an easy connect. North. Yeah, and so there, I just walked. And the so. funny part was, like, <laughs> I I ended up getting to Keel Street, like, like the the drive along the 401 itself was very very smooth. Uh, got mm. got across of it, cross it in le- in about 25, 20 to twenty five minutes. And considering it's been snowing here all day, pretty much snowing mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. up here in the Toronto area all day, that's not bad. From Mississauga, and then I hit Keel Street, and it was so jammed. Um, that stretch took, in itself, took like almost forty-five minutes, forty-five minutes, fifty-five minutes. I, can, like, I can't believe that because when I bad. when I got off four hundred seven, it must have taken me twenty minutes just to get to York University, and that's, and from, that's very close. And that's pretty close from the exit. And from people the were exit, cutting so. in front of each other. You know what? The sad thing we should mention: you did say it was snowing. But it's not like we had a blizzard. No, it's we, about we had a very light a snow. Yeah, days, it was guess, just a day flurry. That's why we're the mockery of Canada. Day. Yeah, <laughs> because we can't <laughs> handle one. Freezing, and there was freezing rain for much. There of was days, that it, too. So yeah, the temperature went down pretty fast. I- advice to Toronto drivers: When it starts getting wet or snowy or the sort of winter weather we traditionally have, now think of the road as if it is perfectly dry and sunny. Drive as you would under those conditions, just 10 kilometers per hour slower. Everything will go perfectly smoothly. Is That's that it. That's all you have to do. Just, just go slower. Is that what they touch up north and Barry? Well, well, in Barry, we'll still do 70 in a 50 zone, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we should do 80 when it's slippery and wet. Well, but you, you know, it'll be perfectly normal for your car to go sideways midway through the road. You just steer out of it perfectly calmly and carry on your way. Unfortunately, most people don't know how to do defensive maneuvers. Hey, this is why I say drive slower, and you won't have this issue. Space if you're it out. doing 40, you're not going to slide. Yep. Well, just space yourself out, too. Because yeah. if you do, then oh, you're people a will tailgate off. your like they'll go really well behind you. In short, all those tips they put in the driving book, mm-hmm. follow them. Oh yeah, that's people right. don't. I know follow you have instructions. instructions. Mm-hmm. You had no. Everybody had to drive well at least once. Because yeah, they had to pass the test. So, pr- pretend it's your driving test, Toronto. Pretend you're being graded on this. <laughs> but remember, okay. not everyone took the graduated system. We may have, but they still all took one test. Ah. <laughs> 
Pretend it's the but, test. But remember, each test is different. Like, I remember, like, I took mine in Brampton, and it was pretty hardcore. But, but weren't I you know on your people, best behavior no matter what? Well, you know what's funny, though, for my G, a truck driver did my G test, which is kind of hilarious in itself. <laughs> they were so behind and messed up. But anyway, that's beside the point. There, I remember a friend in Orangeville who, it was like, you could not fail this test. It was too simple. Hmm. They're so, not like, there's, too two, there's not many standard. It's not as standardized as you think. I'm no, no, it's not standardized. But the point is, when people go in to do the test, they drive the best they can. They don't throw one hand on the wheel and, you know, one messing with the radio while they talk on their cell phone and do their lipstick, right? You put both hands on the wheel, you check your blind spots, and you drive the way the tester wants to see you drive. Actually, that yeah, you're never going to drive like that again, but you do it once. Ah. Just do it again for me. Just for <laughs> one day. <laughs> so that was the one lucky thing. I didn't see anyone on their cell phone today. People actually had some brains oh. not to use them, except my they best, were still driving you know like idiots. You know what? My best wrong. driving would always, and, and I always seem to get, and I always, I always seem to get to my destination, I always felt my des- I, I got to my destination faster, is when I actually concentrated on the road. Yeah. I mean... Well, I'm not certain I was actually driving faster, but it sure made the ride go a lot better. Well, all you need to know is have a trusty map book. Know where you're going from point A to point B. Know what the weather is like, first of all. I knew what the weather was going to be like, and I said, what's going to be the easiest way to get there? And oh, that's wow. what I always try to do. But, of course, the best no- laid plans, unfortunately, go awry sometimes. So mm-hmm. just do with what you uh, are given. Okay. Anyway, we should uh, get on to some of the other stuff. Yeah, topics and such. Well, we're not going to get to the big one yet. I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm sure that'll come. Maybe it's that's going to come in a couple seconds. Here we go. Here we go. I did finish up some stuff. Maybe and I want to mention them. I don't know which one I should. Strawberry marshmallow, Tokyo. Just go, go, go. Flip going. Okay. Finished up Tokyo. The finally finished up the Tokyo Mecking Memorial anime. Only, only love. Only thing I can say about that is it ain't coming to North America. But only because it's like we said last week when we talked about school days. It's too formulaic and it's too fluffy. Okay, but fluffy isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's too generic. Yeah, it's too generic. And, well, I'm not going to suggest it's going to come to North America. Worse animes have been picked. Yeah, but because they are probably they stick out for whatever reason. That's just well, no, no. Some of them because they don't stick out, but bad decisions are made. They're cheap. They're or maybe it's Um, someone in the cast or some director who knows or studio. But But that that being said, you know there may be someone at you know Funimation comes to mind Mm -hmm. who just has some sort of Toki Memo fetish and decides you know what we gotta cover this anime. And if you find out who this guy is, Funimation, fire him now. He will ruin you. <laughs> he will ruin you. Oh well, no, that would ruin the shareholders and the bear. The thing is, all the characters in this were original characters, and I, I, I harped this last week. And about the three main girls are very much based on three of the more popular female characters in the in the second game, which yeah. is by far the most popular in the franchise. Yeah. So, or at least. Well, they, they, are they held, held uh, personalities of some of the more popular girls that, in, in the past of the series. That's all well and good, but dating sim animes have taught us one thing. Here it is. Well, it's several things. but um, <laughs> First off, you can't condense the cast. Your cast, especially of girls, as wide and varied as it is, you have to have them all. You can pare it down. The, the idea of paring it down is to focus more on their stories. But you know what? The pl- the the I was gonna I was gonna say the player there. The viewer wants to see the variety. Okay, <laughs> you want to see every single one. You you know because the people who played the game are going to be the people who watch the anime, and they're the ones who quite often liked one of those less popular characters, and they want to see her come to life. Yeah, I mean, um, Two Hearts a great example of this. A lot of the less popular characters. I was about to bring up Canon as well. Canon's another big one, yeah. Because they fleshed out, especially in that 26. Yeah, in the 26th, they they fleshed out very nearly all of them. And there was always that that lesser-known character in it that you liked, and in fact, you liked more once you saw them fleshed out in the anime. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got... uh, How long was Tokyo Memo? 13 or 26? Uh, 25. 25. But it'll only... 
basically focused on the main Yeah, theme. I know, but in 25 episodes, you have more than enough time to focus on all the characters. Unless it's a retarded game that has, like, 30 characters in it. That's a Konami. It could be. It, <laughs> it's possible. But the point is, it, it, that, that's rare, right? Yeah. So, anyway, there's my thoughts on that. There's my thoughts on Toki Memo. Uh, they also, the, the, the uh, anime but, also I mean, teach I, you how to mack on girls better than the games do. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I'll say that, like, I, I, like as, I, I, I hardly considered most of what I watch a waste of time, so I, I hardly did consider that, you know, a waste of time. Don't want the third, uh, I'll, 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 they can keep the 13 hours. Um, oh, but the, after that, and I, I made a promise I'd, I'd do that, I'd watch it after I'd finished it, yeah. I finally started watching Strawberry Marshmallow afterwards, ah, Adam. Best decision you've yeah, ever made. Yeah, that was a good decision. One of the, funniest, one of the better decisions I made, like, afterwards. Um, Did you watch it all in one sitting? I, that would I be the best. The thing is, my, my only intention was to watch maybe the, like, because I finished it the same night I fi- uh, finished um, Tokyo Memo. I thought, okay, I'm sleepy, want to watch maybe one episode. I ended up watching the entire first volume before I went to sleep. That it night. is that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was that, that much fun. And that's um, exactly the position I was in when I started watching it. It yeah. was yep. I had all all of them downloaded and it was okay, let's just, you know, see how this goes. I you know, I got a half an hour. Well, well damn, damn, now my afternoon's shot cuz I'm going to be sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> it was that type of series, but you know, um like I don't know if you've seen how much of uh, Strawberry Marshmallow our listeners have listen, uh, seen. But I have to say one thing about that series, Adam. Um you know, uh, it's about the adventures of four 12-year-old girls. I think, and two, I think two of them are 12 and two of them are 11. Yeah, two, four, yeah. yeah, and then they're older, and then one of the girl's older sisters, who's... 20. Well, yeah, 20, 20 in the anime. 20 in the anime, or set to be 20 in the anime, 16 in the manga, in yeah. this case, because she smokes and she uh, rides a... She rides a... Smokes, rides a moped, and drinks uh, Moped, yeah. <laughs> drinks constantly. Tons. So, um... And, and she has... And she likes to hang around the other... The girls. the Her sister and her friends. Adam, you and that character would have a lot in common, I'm afraid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I came to this conclusion during the, uh, I would say spoiler warning, but it doesn't really matter. There's not enough plot to this series to matter. <laughs> um, in the episode where she dresses up Matsuri Chan yeah. and, <laughs> and makes her talk like a cat, oh, yeah. that's what does it. Oh, and wait. just the expression on her face mm. when she did it, when she says Kanbanya. The, 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 like, instant orgasm expression on her face. <laughs> and epitomized my feelings for the series. She, her sister, she, her sister is, like, sees through all of this, right? Yes. Yeah, she is the calm one. You pervert. Or you, you old man. Dirty old man. I mean, you, you hear blurred out stuff like that. Or, or when she dressed up, dressed them up in the nurse outfits. Yeah. Yeah, no, they go through yeah. all the outfits. That was hilarious. Where do you get the, and then, where'd you get she, them all? Yeah, where do you get them all? So, <laughs> but you seriously gotta read the manga. I think the fourth volume had some, like there's some other stories. But in the you know, manga it's like like I see Strawberry Marshmallow as a happy medium somewhere. Like you can either call it a preteen Azumanga Dio, or as I tend to think of it, Precious Moments and Perry Bible Fellowship having some sort of meeting mm. of some sort. I think I think genuine. That, no, no, Perry Bible Fellowship. That's that, going that's a way bit too far. far. Uh, but I can. See, but the Precious Moments details. I can kind of see it. Mm. Wide it, eyes. Especially the yeah. more doe eyes type mm. thing. It's the only... It's one of the few series I've ever actually watched and felt perverted watching. Well, uh, no, as, I, I, I know, sense. I know. They, in a bad sense, yeah. Yes, because you. you, you we, know, have we have to clarify, <laughs> we have well, to clarify yes, that. <laughs> I generally feel perverted a lot of the time. But you know, when you're watching case. hentai, no matter what it is, even if it is the most brutal, you know, lolly anal clown rape or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's sex. It's meant to be sexual. You don't feel that perverted getting into it. When there's a bunch of 12-year-old girls being 12-year-old girls, they're being children, they're or playing. Or one of them being a problem brat. <laughs> they're being a, they're being brats and they're, you know, they're they're just playing around. They're not doing anything sexual at all. And you just you feel like you shouldn't be enjoying it, but you are. I know. This is like this is just watching them, just watching them play around. Just you know, just be kids, right? Yeah, it's 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 like hanging out at a playground. Uh oh, here right? we go. It's like sitting <laughs> in the playground. Are you talking just like watching them? You're talking like Excel Saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excel <laughs> Saga is the best example. I'm sorry, that's the only one I can think of. You, know, the, you, have, no, you have no intent of you know doing anything criminal or even remotely perverted mm-hmm. with these girls. You just 
like watching them. And you sort of creep yourself <laughs> out at that point. That's sort of what you, you felt, you know, right? Well, yeah. I think there was marketed cute girls doing cute things, but they kind of had yeah, that like, thing to leap over because they said it just wasn't that popular. It was more of, oh, it's this moe anime. That's kind of uh, what the problem it had in America or North America. Or you can't market it to girls very well. Like, mm-hmm. sure, it's cute, but I don't know if there are any girls who actually... Yeah, it's a bunch better, more to much guys. better for the male market. It's yeah, for the guys they, like, they can try to, mar- yeah, they can try to market the cute, but, like, girls... Like there aren't very many girls who will actually go for the the whole moy thing. Well, the girls tend to go for the you know the. Well, the no, I was saying it was more of that wasn't who they were marketing it to. I, I but wonder, a lot of people said, "Oh, it's just I another." Mean, yeah. As I said, you had a main well, a main character with I'm afraid a moy fetish of some sort, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, once you get past I mean, the I, first I, I, volume, it was all it's, golden. It's, it's it's really it was golden from the start. It's, it's actually well, really no, no, fun no, to watch. Yeah. It, it's it's a really funny series, and you know if you can if you can snag the boxes or the indiv- three individual volumes that Jenny on released before it's too late, you know it might be get worth them. get them. It, it'll it's be worth, worth it. the time. I'm really um, mine is caught up in customs. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, well, so that's, just, there's our thought, and that's uh, that's on strawberry marshmallow. But you know, there's a recommendation from. From Adam and yes, I, I know what I know. It sort of seems like a turnoff to get a recommendation from me, but it seriously <laughs> is a good series. Yeah, or at least yeah. check out the manga. I like Marmalade Boy. I do like the cutesy, girly things a lot of the time. It's a great series. I do have good opinions. Yeah, so I don't just go for the sex all the time. Honest. Thank. That's you. as much as I can make you believe me. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and what's, and what's John Cena's line? I, I can say this, but are you really going to believe me anyway? So I can't, I can't, you can't, I can't prove otherwise. Or whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, let's. Uh, I guess we should uh, actually get to the other, other interesting stuff. Um, I can't really say this is anime related, but I think it's worth mentioning. At, mentioning at this point, I've always wondered about what the Japanese think about anime fans outside their borders. Although we're really not going to cover that right now. Um, it is part of a larger question about the Japanese uh, and foreigners in general. If you look on our blog at the comments for episode 30, a poster known as Barley Tea asked us for our comments on these YouTube videos. Um, the videos have since been removed, but they did depict some foreign subway goers going crazy during a Halloween gathering and the not-so-happy looks on the faces of the regular Japanese people. The questions posed were ones about contempt and fear towards foreigners and the idea that it may be getting worse. Actually, I posed this question to a friend I have in Japan, and she sent me a blog link, which I'll place in the show notes. Also, we asked our friend Clarissa Jewell, who's still studying there, about it, and she sent in her thoughts as well, and we'll share some of it here. I gave everyone here. I gave everyone here a gist of what happened, right? So um, at least some of you had a chance to see the videos. I certainly showed you the blog, and I certainly cool. uh, actually read uh, read uh, my friend's um, response out loud just before we started taping. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what do you guys want to say about this to start? Just to well, throw up. the YouTube videos. It, for me, it still confused me extremely. And then once you showed us the blogs and that, it just became a lot more clear. Like, I didn't see as much of it until you see the blog photos and what exactly was going yeah, on. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the blog... And it became very clear. And the blog we have to mention looked uh, to be um, Quasi Babblefish. It's actually a Japanese blog. And then, like, there was, he put his uh, thoughts in, in Japanese, whoever this poster was. And then it was, it was translated, and it looked like it was Babblefish, frankly speaking. But still, you kind of got the gist of what, what this person was saying. And I don't know, as I said, I don't know if this is a he or a she... Um, mentioned uh, it happened on the incident. Incidents apparently in question happened on October 27th on the Yam, uh, on the Yamanote line, um, when 500 people, mainly apparently foreigners, um, kind of had a went a little rowdy on one of the trains. Um, held a Halloween party according to the uh, according to the poster, uh, right? Uh, and they were doing and they were being a general maybe being worse than uh, slightly worse than a nuisance uh, pouring sake over commuters according to the post ruining their clothes taking a uh, stealing cell phones and iPods and or breaking them at will and just just a lot of disorderly conduct so and and he put up the question and he put up the question uh, the poster said at the very end I don't think foreigners would generally do this but you know don't you think this is still kind of if if somebody was killed or injured, would this be considered terrorism? That's kind of part of part of their question. Mm-hmm. But you know, 
Uh, and I don't know. You want to say something before I move on, or I don't. Well, the videos just showed people laughing and shouting and cheering mm -hmm. and rushing onto the subway, and generally people smiling, laughing. So it didn't show the full extent, yeah, but it seemed the, more the party atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it seemed more. kind of harmless if loud and boisterous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looked like it looked like a Toronto FC game. That's <laughs> <what I'm laughs> really. Oh, but dude. the pictures we saw, there was yeah. like. People was it nudity? Somebody mooning, openly mooning people. People yeah. climbing up on the rocks yeah. and sleeping there. Yeah. Just being absolute dicks. So. Yeah, and, and we're not really sugarcoating our, our thoughts on what, on these pictures. Mm -hmm. They're pretty rough. They, they are not pleasant. And, I, and, you know, a part of me wishes these were staged pictures. I don't think they were. These were actually happening. And this is just, just disgusting. It just kind of makes you wonder how exactly they got away with what they did. Because as... We know if they were in any other city in the world, I'd like to think the police would have been, bam, straight ah. on them. Either pepper sprayed them or just taken them down and said, okay, you're going into no, the tank is, or you're going to jail. I, I like to relate this to uh, uh, football hooliganism in Europe. Mm -hmm. And it's when you have that many people, no matter how many police you get in there, any attempt to physically cease it is going to rile the crowd up. Could escalate. Exactly. It's going to escalate. They've yeah. been drinking, clearly. Mm -hmm. They're already rowdy. It's just going to turn violent. And then it's going to turn into a riot. Mm -hmm. So it, it's sort of a... Europe deals with this a lot more, so they're a little bit better at handling it. But it, it's a careful judgment of... When you go in with the riot squad, because it has to be stopped... Things are dropping left, right, and center in, around here. Mm-hmm. And when you just sort of let it go and just let it deal with itself. And yes, maybe the Japanese police made a, made a poor call here, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. You know, it, We don't know exactly what they saw. Yeah, true. It, you know, because for looking from the outside of the train, it may be hard to see, you know, theft mm -hmm. of possessions, what especially about? small, like phones and iPods. Yeah, well, especially security if there's like 500 people well. on a train. Right. I wonder about security cameras, though, because remember, this is a highly advanced system, yeah, but so if I wonder the, about that. Yeah, but it's that crowded. It's hard to see mm, little true. things like yeah. that. It is true. You probably get people crowded right up to the cameras, based on what mm -hmm. I saw. If people are standing up top and into the racks, they're going to be blocking the cameras. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess I can see your point on football uh, hooliganism, but I still kind of feel that is like an extreme of extremes, because yeah. it's a passion between two fans of different teams especially if you look oh, at oh but that's only where it's a conflict but you can get hooliganism where it's just one crowd yeah you know usually the english because they're notorious well, it's usually the english and the germans that happen but if the Europe. english go to a, a a more peaceful country about it like france they can still be dicks to everybody but the French don't necessarily get all riled up as the English do. Mm -hmm. They just sort of, you know, deal with it. They get beer dumped on their head or some crap like that. But they just don't start a fight. This is the same sort of scenario. It is mega fanboys, and that's really what I'm going to judge these people as. Fanboys of their perception of Japanese culture. Who have come to Japan and gone haywire. Right, mm -hmm. they, they, they've gone, I don't know, into something they think is a celebration. Yeah. yeah it's Which, it, you know, a celebration should normally cease where it interferes with somebody else's right to enjoy their space. Mm -hmm. Which... And it didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it pissed stopped. all over the line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The only thing you wonder is, like, if it was how pre-planned was it and how many people are as we call them crashers so to speak where they just came yeah. in and to get 500 people like that on a subway especially if most of them are foreigners i imagine a good chunk of them came over together well mm -hmm. I, I imagine i, I wonder um, what it was i heard it's an annual event oh it was and an that happens every year on the yamanote line but this year there were so many people it happened on a bunch of different lines so ah. it's i think it's just an open invitation anybody can come bring your friends yeah, so that's why actually, a lot of japanese people were there as well and clarissa mentioned she was contemplating going to it herself mm. and she said she actually in the video she actually recognized a few people hmm. some ah. friends so she said she now she feels okay that she didn't go yeah so um <laughs> So that that's some of her thoughts. She actually agrees that there might be some contempt these days for towards foreigners. 
Well, and, and based on incidents like this, who could blame them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if this is how you know foreigners are going to treat a foreign country, it, it's like it's like tracking dog crap all over your neighbor's house, right? It's not only rude, but you're causing damage in a place where you should be taking extra care not to cause such damage. Mm-hmm. There you go. Because remember, they can just take your passport and say, okay, you're going home. Well, yeah, j- you know, well, it's Japan can't take your passport, but they can say, okay, you know, we're revoking your visa, you're gone, and you get home, and Canada can turn around and say, okay, I'm taking your passport. Hmm. You're a poor ambassador of this country. We're not letting you leave anymore. Yeah, which could have happened. It's especially bad because in Japan more so than here, like the, because the trains are so busy, there's uh, rules of etiquette that you you don't talk loudly on a cell phone, you don't scream or cheer, you, you try to keep your voice down just because of the volume of people on the subway systems. So for them to go in and make a huge amount of noise is just really disrespectful for the culture. Okay, now we know what dropped to the ground. Somebody is just returning it. Okay. Looks like the door key. Yeah. Yeah. Fell off. Okay, so... um, Oh, yeah. The other thing that that, kind of prefaces all of this that I should... That I sort of brought up in the... uh, When I read my friend's response. um, The idea that when we talk foreigners... We're not talking about foreigners in general. We're specifically talking about Caucasians. Now yes, we're talking about crackers. Yeah, talking about white people, <laughs> honkies, whatever. <laughs> for the record, yes, I'm white. I reserve the right to call myself a cracker. For reference, <laughs> and, and for reference, yeah. Thank you, Russell Peters. Uh, <laughs> for reference, and let li- and just going around the table throughout the entire history of this show, and I'm just going to say this now, so people have a sense of what we some of us may look like. Only two people. Who have done this show in the past are not Caucasian. Are not whitey. Are not white. You think? Well, you said it. Um, those two people are well, Muhammad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we are you trying to say that a Muhammad is? <laughs> no, I really. Like his name. Muhammad's <laughs> one <wrong> guy. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> you could be black. You could Whatever. be anything. And well, and yours truly. I'm Filipino, so. Uh, and you control us all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, this show is over. Uh, so everyone else around who's ever done this show are, you know, are, I hate to say, are hey, white. didn't Carol do the show? Oh. She's Egyptian. Okay. Oh, okay, you win. But she has a complexion, <laughs> remember, great, it's so. complexion. Yeah, but I, okay, that's it. I didn't say Caucasian, I said white. Hmm. Okay, don't, all right. But. <laughs> Technicalities, and I don't know who this person yeah, is. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I have to say that, and her response was, um, there's a stig- uh, her Part of her response was the stigma towards whites in many different facets, whether it be as Americans in the post-war, in the immediate post-war occupation, or um, main, well, mainly that, um, the perception of many of them being people of influence, people of in authority figures, like diplomats, like professors, like teachers and CEOs. And, you know, there's, there's a bunch of things. There's a bunch of things uh, that she prefaced it all with. Um, the fact that, like, they came in and, there's the, and that there's, some, there's supposed to be some sort of respect for, respect for, um, for, for, for foreigners, for white, specifically white people. And, and that that's just part of the stigma of the last 60 years. And maybe it's beginning to break itself because, well, they're... There's a lack of respect for on the part of the uh, of the white of foreigners of whites mm. that they don't respect that position the, that what they've been given and that's part of maybe what happened here of part of the tensions that are beginning to brew a little bit. Speaking of historical comparisons, um, British India in the 30s and 40s. Okay, perfect mm-hmm. example. Um, where you know it had reached a turning point where you know. Millions upon millions of Indians were being controlled by a very, very small sect of white people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it begins to turn, here. you realize that, that they're not really giving you any respect, so why should you afford should any you, to I them? remember they had the caste system and there are many other little things there. Right, but the point yeah, is, I the, know you know, you the, the, white, the white overlords weren't affording any real degree of respect to mm-hmm. the Indians you there. You see it here, don't you? Can you see it here? That's what I'm seeing in this situation. It's, mm. I mean, it's it's a lot less 
passive. It's a lot more passive because it's not a situation of our country is being run by these people. Yeah, that's. It, it, that's but true. It, it is a situation of you know we are trying to go about our daily lives. We're trying to do things peacefully and you know politely. And you're in here just pissing all over everything we're trying to do. It's a big deal. Go away. You're in our country. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right? That reminds me of something interesting, a comment that I saw quite a bit on the uh, the YouTube videos. Well, when they were still up. Yeah. <laughs> it was just flooded with uh, Japanese and well, people from all over. And people were some of the Japanese people were saying that this is an issue of low-class white people and that these are low-class wow. people or people who can't find a job back home so they need to come to Japan. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was, well, horribly inaccurate. I thought that was quite interesting that they would peg I mean, people glad, doing this I, as low-class. So maybe that feeds that into that. I'm glad they're not generalizing, for one thing, at, le- at the very least. But still, that's kind of strong. Yeah, well, it's perhaps, well, a, it's perhaps an indication of the... Prejudice like, of the divide that that has existed there, right? That, mm-hmm. that white people are generally in very high positions of authority. Yeah. So here respect. are these young hooligans. So they must be low class. They must be low class. Mm-hmm. They must not be part of this cast of people who yeah. we respect. And, and when we bring up the cat, the whole caste system, some something like that still sort of like had existed in Japan for years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because of the samurai. Like yeah. when we talk mm-hmm. about uh, the the shogunate and all that and all that. The feudal, feudal era, and and the offshoots of that all uh, uh, exist even more than like a hundred, hundred fifty years later. Like there's still a bit of an offshoot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 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 obviously structured and absolutely in place, but it's still informal. It's still around. Mm-hmm. There's more formalities going on that we don't have. Actually, in fact, from what I understand, the the corporate setup as it began to be established post-war more than anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sort of tended to emulate that original caste structure where yeah. you know you didn't just you know here you know your boss is only afforded respect because he's your boss you you afford him that level of respect he mm-hmm. can fire you and you treat him as such but uh, from what I understand in Japan it's a lot it's a lot bigger deal yeah there's a lot more rigid like um structure to how things are done. Like, you have to get there before your boss gets there, and you have to leave after your boss leaves. Like, you can't just leave at 5 o'clock if your boss is still there. Yeah, you got... It's not as free flow as here, where Mm -hmm. your boss and you, it could be a collaborative relationship. Right. As in Japan, it's not always that way. It's more of the structured thing. You're the boss. You're the subordinate. This is what you do. This is what you do. Go from there. Mm -hmm. The biggest indication I ever noticed of it was that you know, employees, even a single level down, will bow to their boss. Yeah. Here, even, you know, we, we don't necessarily have a cultural equivalent to a bow, but, you know, you know, a nod of the head or something like that. We don't have that. You'd say, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Very informally. Not good morning, sir. Well, you might use Mr. No, or something well, like if it was a president of the company, that's different. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm talking your immediate boss. Yeah, usually you just use his name. You're say, "Hey Joe," or you know, "Hey, hey Joe. whatever." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or it's like, "How's it going?" But there, yeah, you would not do that. Exactly. You just a much give a very rigid divide. <laughs> yeah, I, I can mm-hmm. see. Her, I can actually see. Yeah, that. I can see that. So there's all that. Um, yeah, were, were they a thought? Were they if the if these weren't if these were not white, if they were from other countries, if they were Korean, if they were Chinese, if they were well, Middle East, you think something would have happened? And they were doing the exact well, same stuff. Uh, yes, but I, I wish I couldn't say. I wish I didn't have to say that. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is we brought up before is the size of five hundred people. So it'd be hard to say how exactly. Yeah, they and then it comes go back after, to what you said earlier, right? Like, where mm-hmm. were the police? How exactly could they have responded? Because we know there are police boxes yeah. all over and Tokyo and the subway lines. Unlike in Canada, where the divisions are a little more spread out. Yeah, and, I, and I'll preface this, and I'll got to end it in a couple seconds. But yeah. one more final thought, and. I mentioned it, and you nicely put down this thought. I thought uh, I thought maybe the last sixty years was kind of a disservice to the Japanese authorities because maybe they not weren't prepared for things like this. Maybe they were um, because they had somebody to do it for them, an overlord of sorts, right? Because the, the occupying forces. So in many respect, I, I, I put the, across this idea that in many respects, the police weren't prepared 
not necessarily through their own fault, but it just a just a vi but that fact is just a victim of circumstance over uh, over history. But you nicely all mentioned to me, well, there was the sarin gas attacks about twelve years ago. Yeah, I mentioned that in '95, and they had have dealt with things like this before and learned things to put things in place. So that's why I wondered. Well, why didn't they have certain things in but place? But it's a very different scenario and if it of was trying to get people out of a subway line and if it, when they're mm -hmm. willing to leave. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing, though, is if this was, as you said, planned, right, for a certain number, then maybe the they should have they should have asked the officials, okay, this is what we're going to do so that they'd have certain people at certain spots on the line to make sure things were going properly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if we had a big event and we wanted to close down a street or do something on a subway line, we'd have to go to public officials and say, okay, we're going to do this, yeah. that, and the other thing. And they say, okay, you can't do that unless you do this, that, and the other thing, get all these things signed off. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So that's what makes me wonder about this one because... Yeah, really, that's what should have happened, and hopefully they'll look in hindsight and say, okay, we got to have this better planned out for next year. Yeah, and let me ask one final bottom line question. Um, could this lead to something more interesting in the long term, or is this just, just can we just... Well, let's hope not. I hope not. Well, well obviously, you said it wasn't really reported in the general yeah, media, so it, it doesn't sound like anything's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's what my, uh, what my friend mentioned. But it, it was reported in 2chan. It was right? reported in 2chan. So that, that is a major media. Yeah. Um, I should put it and this last way. Thought. Okay. Um, all you foreigners in not just Japan but other countries, you've seen—if you, you've seen this incident, this is a free ride. This one was not reported in the media. This one is not getting out as far as it could possibly, especially to the cultures that you have disrespected in doing this. You got a free ride. Don't think it's going to happen again. Thank <laughs> you. I agree. Uh, let's take the break. Uh, bullets are coming up in the bullets, so we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the latest in downloading. There's some news there, and we'll talk about some anime merchandising. As I said, that we would. We need to see what we what we'll talk about in that. That's when the uh, roundtable continues. You're listening on thecomicden.com. This summer, a podcast like any other will blow your mind. Ninja Consult. An anonymous internet user raves. Jesus, you guys are gay. And gives Ninja Consult with five stars. My ears are bleeding. My brain is numb by your completely inane chatter upon topics and ideas that you obviously know little about. Cheers, an intelligent female. I couldn't listen to one of your podcasts to the end. Playing quote-unquote funny voicemails from some eight-year-old and laughing about them for ten minutes is a good way to lose listeners. Applauds John S., who has a Gmail address. The critics agree. This podcast is key. Anime reviews. Fan culture. Colorful commentary. Extreme. Future will never be the same. Ninja Consultants. Show not available when the feed is broken. Show notes sometimes two to four weeks late, six to eight weeks in Canada. Please enjoy Ninja Consultant responsibly. Only at ninjaconsultant.com. Cold, but tasty. Smell nice. So that's why I wanted to finish my lunch before. It, Sorry, not lunch. I'm in the absence of hot beef, I will always take cold beef. As long as <laughs> that it's was smart. That's why before, I got right? as long as it's beef. As long as it's hot before. <laughs> that's why I got the miso soup, and I need something to warm the soul, considering how cold it's, it's gone. It's cold recently. out there. Yeah, it is not cold. cold. Well, it's cold, but it's extreme cold alert has been called for the city. Yeah. Okay. So. I wouldn't say it's cold. It's just it that's went down. As somebody you know who I mean? grew up in the snow belt. The way Torontonians react to the quote-unquote cold pisses me off, okay? <laughs> Here we go, other Canadian. It, okay, In my, when I was growing up, your first snowfall of the year was October 1st. By November 1st, you had four feet on the ground. It was minus 30, and this isn't a, you know, walk to school uphill both ways barefoot shit. It really <laughs> was four foot high, it was minus 30. And Adam swam in the snow. And, you know, it, this was normal for us. We walked to school. You know, you couldn't walk on the sidewalks because they were covered with snow. 
So you walked on the road and you walked to school and everybody walked to school. Nobody thought anything of this. And I get here and, you know, we get like four centimeters on the ground. It's minus two this morning. <laughs> and everybody's help. freaking out. And the wind didn't help. <clears throat> there the was, there was, oh, the wind was not cold. You know what? It was you, a little bit annoying because it blows snow in your face, but that's it. <laughs> you know what you sound like, Adam, and someone was saying to me? The convention center, all the Rough Rider fans, supposedly, are like, oh, what are all you people talking about now? With own jackets yeah, and all that, and they're like, oh, this is... the CFL championship game happening here this in uh, Toronto this weekend. Yeah, in Saskatchewan. It, you know. It's really Ooh. true. Torontonians are, they're just, they're too damn sheltered. They're too damn used to this not cold. Well, the problem is where we're situated on Lake Ontario and the Great Lakes, because it's a big enough water body, we get crazy weather all over. We don't get one... Yeah, but because of the fact no that there's so many people, you don't get it as cold. Mm-hmm. The city has its own ecosystem. It's like London, right? You just don't get it as cold. You can't. There's too much heat you're putting out. But, like, okay, yeah, it's minus two. Shut up and deal with it. Okay. Okay? It ain't that bad. <laughs> All right. The podcast now continues. Uh... <laughs> what was... Yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Austin... Jordan and Grant around the table from our studio in Toronto, online via thecomicden.com, in front of a live audience. The official podcast of Anime North. I think just one person in the yeah, audience. Yeah, one person in the audience. <laughs> there um, a few people popping in and out. All right, so here we go. Here, here, here come the bullets. Let's lock and load. These are items which may or may not take a entire segment. Jeez, we don't have much time. A- anyway. It, it could go anyway, <laughs> could, really. Any, any one of these could go anyway. Um, which, which one do you want to go with? Oh, Death Note. Ooh, yeah. Death Note comes to North America finally. <laughs> You want to go? You want to go with this one? <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of ironic considering the first volume finally came out too. Yeah, of uh, the anime. Yeah, but of course, no, it doesn't really surprise me that finally decided to write in their Death Note names, quote unquote. But given post Columbine and all that stuff, I'm not surprised that the principal did the smart thing and said, "Okay, we're going to suspend you." But obviously, yeah. they must have done yeah, this an investigation. In, this I think happened it was in Virginia. Virginia yeah. yeah, apparently, a classmate started making a book called death note <laughs> but supposedly no one was concerned about yeah, it no one but the one concerned. but the one person who they interviewed their name wasn't in it and suppose <laughs> i think must have been a friend or something yeah, like that so a, obviously they wouldn't be concerned mm-hmm. so there it is uh you know finally the la- latest greatest import from japan has come to north america officially <laughs> well you, you could get worse imports yeah <laughs> well, obviously they're not going to ban it or restrict it like other regions. Yeah, since I don't think, obviously, yeah. I guess that's a real that's a that's something to think about. And you know, okay, it Here. needs to be said. This isn't the first time that children have written down the people they want to kill in a book. It just happens okay, to be the, the, the fact that you can now tie it to some other culture <laughs> and show and show, which is probably more damning. Yeah, but it like just because cable, just because television does it after your kids have already done it doesn't make it any more dangerous they're writing down the people they don't like if they really were going to kill them the book really wouldn't make much difference <laughs> i used to do that in elementary school but just initials so no one knew what was yeah. writing. See, I, 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 I have over time had a, a list of people who i would rather kill and maim but you know so you got your enemies list all there's always an enemies list that's, that's how, how life know. works I drew pictures of them. It's <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you got like a, por- a little gallery thing so no one will ever know. Oh, there's the evidence. Um, okay, so there's Did that. you make voodoo dolls? No, no. I just made pictures. Alright, so there's like news on the download in front of both legal and commercial census. So which one do you want to go with first? The uh, legal ones? The uh, Bitcoin. And commercial the same? Okay, well, le- uh, in terms of Easy. one being uh, one being warnings and the other being AD, uh, ADV oh, and fair price, price stuff, um, which one do you want to go with first? I mean, doesn't matter to me. Flip a coin. Flip a coin is what I say. Okay. I, I didn't mean, there's the ADV stuff that, like, they're, they're, apparently they're going to try and make, uh, they lowered the prices on some of their stuff. They're going to make the anime channel a little bit more, like, they're, they're offering anime channel free online for a little bit, I think. But they've been doing this for many, many years and stuff mm-hmm. like that, trying to build it up. To basically put themselves out there ahead of what everyone else is doing, and of course, everyone's been doing like Viz with um, Death Note and stuff like that. I'm trying to—I can't remember what their prices are, but you said ADV's prices are one ninety-nine for medium resolution and three ninety-nine for premium resolution. Yeah, 
which didn't really give me much considering we all know iTunes is doing their 199 for their videos and so on and so and forth. And then and that's at premium resolution. Actually, the further thing to say about iTunes is originally on the iTunes store things were 32320. They were 32240 rather. Then mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for $1.99. Then when, when they had the technology, they said, "Okay, everything we have, you now get at 64480. Mm-hmm. No charge, same price." Yeah. Hmm. Figure it out, guys. You cannot... Yeah, yes. Higher resolution does take more bandwidth. It's a bigger file. It takes longer to download. But your audience isn't stupid. You're not going to get people coming to your site in droves with that sort of pricing structure. It's the reason why every other online music store is failing. Hmm. Give the people what they want. Give them a fair price. And the uh, the iTunes Plus thing is the be- the better indication. Because when EMI decided to drop the DRM from their tracks and they produced a higher quality, originally they were more expensive. They were one ninety nine yeah, instead of ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. They, they dropped they, that. They dropped They've them. made them ninety nine cents now. Mm-hmm. Understand that people do not want a two tiered pricing structure unless you give them a lot on that second tier. So obviously, you don't think this ADV thing may work. No. Yeah. I mean, no. Okay. For twice the money, you are getting twice the resolution. Whoopee. Doesn't Whoopee, sound like big much. Deal. What I want, if I'm paying twice the price, I want full DVD quality resolution, not this 640 480 crap. I want huge, high definition resolution. I want I want a spectacular audio track. Here it is. Right. I basically want the DVD release of the episode. Is that really so much to ask? If I'm paying four bucks for uh, the thing. Somebody will debate that. Yeah, because somebody will debate that, I'm sure. But what do we put on, on a disc per average? Four episodes? Mm-hmm. For anime-wise, yes. Okay, anime-wise, four episodes. Two I'm paying four hours. bucks for this. That's 16 bucks for all four episodes. What's a DVD going to cost me? 20? 30? Mm-hmm. But remember, you got subtitle track, dub track for this one. You're only got one of those tracks, probably. Yeah, okay, I can deal with one of them. And but they're not getting the, any extras. That may have been there you like go. commentary or something. Yeah, that's going to be a DVD. Bucks. Yeah. If it's 16 bucks for that chunk of the DVD, at least give me DVD quality. You know, the other 14 bucks that I'm going to pay for the DVD, I'm getting packaging, I'm getting art, I'm getting liner notes, I'm getting extras, I'm getting commentary, mm-hmm. I'm getting mm-hmm. both the sub and the dub tracks, mm-hmm. and I get the convenience of not having to download it from your goddamn site. <laughs> well, they're trying to hook you. Because I think, I think there also there's also like tie-ins with the DVD release, but that's something else altogether. But obviously, but like you know, don't screw me because I decide to support your direct model. Reward me. Yeah, because unlike everyone else, they're doing it on their own. That's the big hook of all this. They're doing it from their site. Unlike all the others who are going to, I can't remember what it was. Direct. Uh, it was direct something. It was from IGN, wasn't it? Yeah, but the other oh, hook, direct, the other hook of it too was weren't they doing yeah. what? Yeah, director download. That's what it was. But the other hook was remember I think they're doing three episodes of certain series and stuff like that. But who knows how that well that's yeah. going to do? Because well, some people might already have the DVDs. Yeah, I guess we're all so. skeptical of it. All three of uh, all of us around the table. Mm-hmm. I think it really comes down to a matter of you have to make the decision whether you want to make a f- high profit margin off of a limited market or or whether you want to make a small profit margin on a large market. If you make the large market, as iTunes has shown us, slim, slim margin on those songs, but you get so many people buying it. You make it up in volume and you've opened up the audience. Think about it, right? But yeah, like, do you, want, do you want your anime to remain niche? Or do you want everybody to see it? And pay you for it. Yeah, you, you only make a little bit of money on each episode. But you sell more episodes. You sell more episodes, you line. make more money, and you've opened up people who are going to buy your other overpriced yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's good exposure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's good exposure. But that all said, in the end, who cares? Because one, it's only available on Windows. Two, <laughs> two, uh, this is a Canadian show, and that's only available in the States. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> so, same with iTunes. Um, no, no, okay, let's... Uh, all right, merchandising. Um, at, you know what? Animax pitches Yakitate Japan in Singapore with 
bread, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, that, that was a good time. But of course, they have the bread stores there, like in Japan, so they can do that sort of thing. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. I guess it wouldn't work here. It wouldn't um, really work. We don't really have like our bakeries are more in, our bakeries are more independent, and it's not as much the bread as it is for the pastries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you had okay. You, considering most people buy their bread from the grocery store, um, <laughs> if it was a Pokemon level release, you could do it because you could see Pokemon being tied in with like yogurt or something retarded <laughs> in the grocery store. Yeah, I think it already has. Yeah, but yeah. Bread, you, could, you, could, per, you could buy bread or like and, little and, and, Pikachu pastries. Yeah, yeah, exactly, something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you were going to release Yakutate Japan on that sort of a level, as in it's going to hit YTV Monday to Friday at 4 p.m. I would be happy, but anyway. You can totally get that kind of a tie-in. But. Short of that, not really. Okay. I mean, you could give away bread with the box set, but. (laughs) Please don't. Or like bread mix or something like that. Okay, maybe, but. The point of Yakutate Japan is or that like the bread... Or just the whole box I mean, look like bread. a loaf of bread. I have to take a look at that. The bread would have to be really good, though, or else, like, what's the point? Anyway, so The point of Yakutate Japan is that the bread is so good, it, it explodes your brain, right? Isn't that bad, actually? There's only so well you can do that with a mix. All right. Yeah, um, exactly. It's got to find out what to come up with. And, and if it's moldy bread, it would here. explode your brain. I'm looking to end with a flourish. A Rosa Versailles bath powder sets. I don't know what to make of that. I would buy them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the kicker. I need a kicker. I'm looking for it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so to end it off, Harui tissue boxes. Adam and I would definitely have a joke for this. I don't know who's going to say it first. It depends what's on the tissue box. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your joke? Well, it, it's more... It, this is just me being logical. Because if it's just a tissue box, I mean, you're sort of reaching for it with the offhand... <laughs> while you're going for it so you, you lose the appeal but if it's like a big naked spread on the tissue no. box no I'm staring right at it no unfortunately it isn't it's just regular art and stuff like that yeah see I might you know it could be life brand it could be like Chewbacca handing me a tissue <laughs> I don't notice I get my tissue I'm wanking to whatever is on the spread <laughs> Are he or whatever else? That's a great joke. That, 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 that's better than what I was about to say. Which Amateur <laughs> masturbator's tip: never, always keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> that, that's better than my joke, which would have been good for the corner of the bed, along with the uh, Harui pillowcase, which came with Volume Three. No and for is that a lifestyle those, pillowcase? I don't know. No, it doesn't have a not. hole somewhere. No, no, it's just pillowcase that you sleep on. But they were good. They were good artworks. And I knew. Yeah, it. but see, this is yeah, where we need fun. the Japanese body pillows for this. I know right? that's what people wanted, but like the Nemu pillow with oh. the Haruhi tissues. Thank you, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, I was, I, I, was and, thinking, and, I was thinking of the Dead or Alive one, wasn't there one for that in Japan? Right. But I, I, I really like Nemu. Okay, I know. All right, this segment's over. <laughs> we'll hear the rest of the explanation. You can hear it in the paper listen version, but we'll take that. Oh, you know, whatever. Uh, back with final insults in a couple of seconds. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Actually, you had a Yoshi on there, actually, as well. No, well, I we'll mention that next week. Generally, I don't have any. Like, generally, I have stuff scripted, and lot, for even right up until the last night segment, I don't have anything scripted. Yes, I guess we're, we're on air now, right? Yeah, we're on air. Yeah, of course, um, we're on air now. I yeah. figured as much, but I figured. Uh, I'll say, okay, so just quickly, um, next week is set to be our last regular episode before Christmas. So hopefully, we'll you know enjoy. It. We'll have something good for then. Uh, maybe we'll start going through some of the headlines of the year, or at least the stuff that stuck out to, to us. Although you can take a guess. Um, anyway, uh, if you have anything uh, to all listeners out there, if you have any qu- questions, comments, topic ideas, because heavens knows we need them. More hot springs episodes. <laughs> and more hot springs. Episodes. <laughs> check, you should check the comments actually. There, there was, was one comment long left. one okay. left for like last week. Uh, roundtable at thecomicden.com is our email address. Um, www.animeroundtable.com is our website, blog, archive, uh, archive of past episodes. Because trust me, it gets better. Um, also, uh, also, we probably will do other stuff with it, like uh, hear from, like have regular columns from the uh, other cat from regular cast members. Uh, also, um, we're also st- and constantly reviews, iTunes, Podcast Pickle, and uh, of course, what's our number, pick- by the way? Huh? What's our number on Podcast Pickle? Uh, we we dropped out of the top one hundred oh, some damn. time ago. 
Um, you make it sound like when Adam yeah. joined <laughs> us, it just went <laughs> downhill this time. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, he gave us a little bow there too, so he's proud. Yeah, well, he should be. Um, and and, uh, and Facebook. In my mind, the, face, the bottom Facebook. slot is the best. <laughs> you have nothing to lose. Really, from where we stand, we have nothing to lose anyway. So except our so. shirts. Nothing to lose. Hey, nobody nothing seems to want to go with my idea of the naked show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can finish it off later. Okay, here we go. Final <laughs> insults. Who wants to go first? Anybody want to? No, James. Jump with a bit. And keep it to two. Keep it to a minute. Here we go. Five minutes. That's but anyway, no, I can't do that. Um, no, it's funny because remember I was talking at the beginning about uh, those comments. You know what actually started off that article? It was the uh, Hillary Clinton and them talking about Manhunt Two because they were livid about the fact that it got uh, mature rating, re-rated mature, and that in Britain it's still a banned game. And they want the SRB to be more forthcoming on how exactly they made these decisions and so on and so forth, which kind of makes me wonder. And I'm like, well, guess what? It's not too much of a worry because there was another article that was brought out. I can't remember who did the study. You know how they send kids in to do things, to buy things, to see if they can get them, Mm -hmm. like movies, uh, DVDs, and video games? The video game sector has actually made the biggest gain in trying to make people not get their stuff for underage uh, games. You know what I mean? It's like I think 39% or 40% of the kids who went actually got a mature rated game. And they said uh, for DVDs, movies and all that, they're way higher on Hmm. that uh, pad. So they said of anyone, video games has made the most concerted effort of actually making sure the games get into the hands of the right people. You know what I mean? And the other thing though is that if you sell it to a parent, like you've seen it, you've been in a game store or even in a store in general and seen the parent buying uh, something for their kids and maybe not knowing exactly the full content or maybe the content descriptors on the box and coming back and berating an employer, berating someone saying, well, you've sold me this filth and then you said, but we did tell you this, that, and the other thing. So how exactly is it our fault? When okay, a couple seconds, a couple seconds. <laughs> Finish <laughs> up. <laughs> no, that's all I was going to okay. say. But it was kind of funny. It all tied One together. and a half minute, I think that was. Adam? Th- this actually reminds me of an interesting story. I, uh, if anybody's read Active, Acts of Gore, this will be on there. Um, a, a young boy and his father come into a, a rental shop to you know, try, and buy a ga- to try and get a game. And the boys look around, and the the father comes up and asks the the guy who's running the place, you know, I, I'm looking for a you know a, a game for a child, you know, fairly tame. And he starts suggesting stuff, you know, things like Super Mario Brothers, things that we would consider fairly tame games. And he's like, no, 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 because you you kill things that we can't have that. That's no good. And he starts, you know, going a little more minor things like you know marble madness bubble bobble things like that like no 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 there's competition there can be no competition it's not appropriate for a child and he goes well the 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 sort of the point of video games is you're competing against something you have to beat something to win i mean the only other the only game you can play that doesn't really involve any competition or killing is tetris and the kid just starts throwing a fit like for God's sake, can we please not get Tetris again? Can you let me play another game? <laughs> but Tetris, you still get rid of the lines. Well, yes, Tetris is a good metaphor for communism. <laughs> well, wow. you're trying to take all of these random elements, these random unique elements, and you force fit them <laughs> into an organized fashion. And once they're this? perfect, once they're perfectly organized and exactly how you want them, they disappear. There is that. <laughs> Are you there, trying to say something about the screen? Here? I think oh. you're stretching it. Probably not, but <laughs> I've thrown this out to a lot of people, okay, and it, it, it sounds ridiculous. Just like my my suggestion that the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was really a a, meta, a book about lesbianism, but <laughs> that's for another episode. Yeah. Well, okay. Just just before, without explaining it, just to consider it. One of the first question, one of the first characters that she meets in the book is a beaver, and at the the end she does leave the closet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, considering C.S. Yes, Lewis, anything's possible. Good I'm kicker. Sure. Uh, yeah, I still got nothing. You still got nothing. So you'll defer this time. I'll around. defer. Okay, she'll defer, which means she goes in first next time she does the show. Great. <laughs> I like it when women come first. But. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this week, uh, okay, mine is a little bit more normal. 
Um, <laughs> normal? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I, I'm not going to say anything outrageous, except I just want to quickly preach a little bit of patience, especially if you've ordered lately from from the states and up, are up in Canada and ordered lately from the states. Um, I've, co I've constantly mentioned the plight of some of the stuff I've ordered online and the chief amongst them is an order we made with uh, I made on e on an eBay store called White Elephant Media which is based in Chicago. That's the that's the order that's where Adam and I are both waiting for stuff. I'm waiting for Shanna Volume 2. He's waiting for his Strawberry Marshmallow! Box. Um, here's where I have to preach patience. It's been 30 days since we, we since we um, got word it shipped, and we still haven't received it. I don't know who to blame on this one right now. If it's, I, I I'd like to think it's not the shipper, but um, the, the the postal service is that damn slow right now. I think it's the shipping gods. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm preaching patience to anyone who's in the in the same situation. But above everything, I'm damn it trying to preach it to myself. That's why I'm talking this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I will keep you informed on the plight. And see if anything comes in. Actually, I may even put a blog entry on. on I the, hate to uh, ask you, Mike, what website. things have come before it that you ordered after? That's more the thing I would be intrigued by. Um, do you have time? Uh, we don't have that much time. I can make. Wow, a list. it's that long. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's it. For I thought the... it was only a few things, but anyway, <laughs> that's it for this week. Um, see you next week, folks. Good night.